Jimbo. Wow, a big slide. Welcome to the Rocky Mountains. I don't like the cold. I'm from Victoria and we don't have snow and I'm terrified. What is all this white stuff all around me? Oh, this is actually quite nice. <laughs> I thought this was going to be hard. Oh, wow, I love the snow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I feel like it's something I'd want to chart back to other seasons of Drag Race, but I definitely can pinpoint on Canada's Drag Race when I found my queen. And granted, I was quite sure when she walked in, but it was when the screaming started that I was like, well, it's not my decision, America. Or Canada. Canada. Yeah. Um, uh, North America. Um, yeah. I'm a no, Jimbo honest- stan. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, like you know that that thing that people post like, oh, this this account is now a, a Jimbo stan account? Like, yep. Like, that's that's me now. That's my life. Totally. Um, totally. I, I mean, for me, yes. When she walked in, I was like, oh, this whole performance, mm-hmm. this whole, I, I love this. And then... And then, I mean, you're saying the scream, which is really when I just like fell over on my couch. But when it was when she, I, when she walked in, I'm like, oh, it's just she's going to make this fun the whole time. The whole yeah, time? The, the whole time. time. It was and Jimbo the whole time. Yeah. It, yeah. And I, uh, I like like that is how you do a boring challenge. Yeah. I mean, I think Jimbo is how you do. I don't want to say like a fairly familiar formula of a first episode that we've seen many times before. (laughs) Oh, really? Uh, Yeah. I don't know if you remember this challenge from seasons two, three, four, five, six, seven. But but when Jimbo walked in, because I mean, I kind of settled into it. I was like, okay, we're we're on a a familiar path in a new country. No big deal. I I kind of appreciate that at the same time. But the moment I saw Jimbo, it was like, (gasps) I, I was like, oh. Oh, this I haven't seen. Oh, oh, all right. And then I was RuPaul seeing Detox unveil the the, the mm, robot mm. look, oh, you know? Okay, okay. Okay, all right. And it just, I don't know. It was kind of like when we first saw Sasha Velour, and I was like, I don't know why. I'm. I, it's just, mm. I didn't make this decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it, it just calls... Yeah, calls to our sensibility or our aesthetic. It seems. Um, yeah, and I mean, everything yeah, about it. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say like his look, but obviously we'll see a lot of different Jimbo looks. It seems, but like the energy, the personality, mm-hmm. the like, there was mm-hmm. something kind of like, oh, you're this like nice, quiet weirdo energy right off the bat that I'm into. Yes, yes. Like when 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 he gets out of dra- out of drags as as you know Canadians, right? Drake. Sure, uh, that's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> when and he gets out of Drake, um, when he gets out of Drake, uh, I, I was like, oh, his ears, oh, his ears. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I love, I love big ears, and I was like, okay. And he just, yeah, he was giving me that dad energy, uh, which we also love, like the Tempest and, yeah, uh, Kasha Davis. I was like, okay. Uh, even though I think he's young, right? He's not. I think he's not the oldest in the room. The oldest no. is Tyomi, but or Tainomi, excuse me. Uh, but he, I, I'm still, you know, I'm still getting all the nuances down. But uh, he was also, and it, I was struggling through most of the episode of like, 
who, why, who are you reminding me of? And I figured it out. He's like two parts John Cameron Mitchell, one part Crispin Glover. Oh, interesting. Because I, I got, I get the John Cameron Mitchell, but I also think he is, and this is not your world, but he is Dominic Monaghan from Lost slash Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can meets, see some of that. Meet, mm-hmm. Meets uh, the guy who plays Bilbo in the the new Hobbit series. Um who I can't remember his name. Yeah. He's in What's Your Number. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I definitely got off the bus a while ago. I, you've lost <laughs> me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. Martin Freeman. Oh, yes. yeah, of course. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, there was just, and I think it was a mix of all of them where I was like, there's just, I, I, again, I was Paul Abdul. I know you. I recognize this mm-hmm. face. And it was, mm-hmm. uh, so I kind of like that too. I like that the people he reminds me of have this kind of weird, quirky energy that, like, I'm also attracted to. Like, physically, the people he reminds me of. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. And uh, the other reason why I'm completely all chips in for Jimbo is the look on the runway. Mary. Okay, so I have lots of thoughts on who should have been in the top, but mm. and who was not like in the top at all. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so Jimbo, they didn't. How did Jimbo? His look was so complex. I know. I mean, and I, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm I'm still like getting the names down. Mary's like we. I like just watched it this morning. I rewatched some of it. It's gonna be a different kind of show. It's not I'll like I've got a out, whole Mary. weekend. But okay. um, uh, yeah. I I keep wanting to say like I want to call her Bag of Crystals, but that's not her name. No, no, Rega, no, 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 no. It's Rega no, Baga. No, no it's so it's Rita Bega, but Rita I Bega. call I call her Bega Curds. Bega Curds, yeah. <laughs> I like that rutabaga sounds like rutabaga, which is right. Uh, well, and it's baga, but because it's Canada, we say bega. <laughs> yeah, certainly. And I'm sure all of our Marys who've listened to Drag Race UK's recaps are just so excited for our yeah. uh, just three day old piss poor ac- Canadian accents. I mean, but, all we have to say is sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's pretty much all I got is uh, sorry. Uh, but like, I'm not going to do any A's. I, I feel like a, like a, like that's like Cher going huh, and tossing the hair over her shoulder. As Chad Michael said, she never does that. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to a, I might a a little, but uh, the reason I bring up, uh, Brooklyn uh, A's. So I'm kind of like, all right, fine. Yeah. Well, you yeah, know, but Brooklyn's also like trying to figure out how to be a host a oh year after being a contestant. Oh my God. Mary, you know? Mary. Oh, 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 but, you mean Brooklyn Heights. Season 11 runner up. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to Brooklyn. We'll we'll, we'll have to transfer uh at, at Times Square to get to Brooklyn. But what I wanted to say about uh Ruth Bega is that uh, I'm never going to get this name down. <laughs> <laughs> Ruth Bega, that's what Ruth it's going to be. Yeah. Ruth Bega, Bega. Bega Kurds. Bega <laughs> yeah. Kurds, yeah. Remember Lou Bega, Mambo Number 5? <laughs> yeah, I love Lou so, Bega. Yeah, so what I lo- what the thing I took away from Lou Bega was it was very Alexis Michelle in the fur coat with the, you know, Nine West dress on. Oh. Nine West is yeah. shoes. That's how bad it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of like, well, you know, here's the thing. Okay, so we could talk a little bit about, about Bega Kurds right now. So... Yes, the when she came out, I was like, "Oh, 
that coat, yeah. this performance. I'm like, work. Yeah, agree. And then she and then she takes off the coat. I'm like, no, put it on. It's too cold. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Ooh, it, it, yeah. Please. You're gonna please catch put a froid. <laughs> yeah. Il fait froid, mademoiselle. Yeah, I was uh, like, <laughs> that dress was a cheese turd. <laughs> Completely, completely. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Instead of the okay, okay, it was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I was like, okay, okay, <laughs> okay, come on now. And you know especially, what? But I, will... I was going to say, especially next to Jimbo with all those fucking zippers. Oh, I, I know, like, I know. Yeah. And then even Anastasia with that, I mean, yeah. like Mary, the Canadian goose replica. I was like, yeah, I'd buy that in Soho. Like, fuck yes. That was literally quilted northern. Like, it was just. <laughs> Look at yeah. that little Canadian goose walking down yeah. the runway. I was like, "Work, baby, work." Work. Um, <laughs> you better work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you better. <laughs> um. So yeah, no. The the I did appreciate uh, Bega Kurd's performance. I will say. Yeah, I agree. That totally. I, I I love that, and I am rooting for her. We were all rooting for her. God damn her. Uh, no, I am rooting for her in that sense, that I do love that kind of quirkiness. But I can't help but feel that her win was partially Brooklyn Heights and Canada's drag race being like, yes, this is a brand of Canadian drag. We're going to celebrate oh. it. We're going to uplift it. And we're mm-hmm. going to name it and so that it appears bigger than it really was. Well, that's funny because I feel like Bag of Chips on Drag Race UK was getting a similar pass of like, this is this is UK drag. This is British mm, drag. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, smeared lipstick, you know, yeah. cheap boots. You know, I did the arm anyway. <laughs> um, you look like someone's aunt. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And, you know, and um, for the same thing, the same way that Crystal got the, you know, East London drag type of thing. Sure. Uh, on UK. And so it's interesting. And I wonder how much... Uh, national branding will be a part of the critiques, uh, which like I think is smart. Of, yeah, like that sense of like part of what this is doing is like representation of like drag styles that you'll see. I mean, and I don't know, like I feel like that was a big part of Drag Race UK because there was such a long history of like, you know, Panto and all that, where it was like mm-hmm. there was a there was an understood different aesthetic that was very much not what we were seeing on drag race like we did they were uh there was an accepted um lack of polish whereas i don't know if canada has those same distinctions like i literally don't know yeah and we're gonna find out i guess i hope yeah you know i i do hope that part of this is quote-unquote educational you know yeah i mean drag race um, thailand was I sure feel like, sure you uk know. was so we'll mm-hmm. see how it goes i uh, back to jimbo though because you know i'm obsessed um yeah the other thing i loved about jimbo is that there was this kind of unsafe feeling. Like, I feel like you ever see those horror movies or you know what it reminded me of? This is what it is. It reminded me of those clowns in Batman Returns where they're they're, They come out and they're kind of like, oh, everything's weird and kind of, okay, this is kind of interesting. And you don't know if they're going to like bite your head off. Yeah. I love that about Jimbo where it's like, this is a little weird, but I'm entranced, uh, mesmerized. 
I and then all of a sudden, bam, you know, and he a jack in the box and it's like, right. you know, a hammer comes into your head or something like that. I kind of love that unsafe feeling mm-hmm. uh, that it's it's like it's walking the line between a drag race and a dragula, you know. I was having the same feeling about a lot of this, that there were a lot of these contestants were giving me Dragula contestant vibes. I mean, you know, like there were, I don't want to be that person. It's like, oh, this person looks like that queen. But like so many of them, I was like, well, I can't help it. Like Scarlet Bobo (laughs) in drag. You look like if Brooklyn Heights and Evie Oddly had a baby and out Mm. of drag, you look like Dahlia from season three of Dragula. I got Dahlia too. Yeah. Like it's, it's not that that's, you know, oh, you're just another so-and-so, but like, there's lots of doppelgangers in Canada. That's what I'm taking away. It's in, yeah, no, it's interesting. It's interesting because we have that American uh, lens, though, right? Because whenever we look at Canadian programming, right? Like whenever we're mm-hmm. watching a random Netflix show and then Canadian program comes on, we we don't realize it until about 15 minutes in, and you're like, oh, this is a little off. And then you realize. Oh yeah, the lighting was kind of strange. Right, right. Yeah. You're like, oh wait, I see. Okay, the dialogue is just not baked completely, right? And again, I want to just preface that again with I know this is an American lens. It's like whenever we look at it, it feels American, it looks American, and then we taste it, and it's like, oh, this is a lemon square, you know? And, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and, yeah, and it's, I think that was the, like, I've always had that feeling about Canadian movies and Canadian TV shows, and, like, I've always been... Yeah, the Property of, Brothers, uh, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, like oh, I'm sort of a little off. <laughs> yeah, I'm, well, I'm sort of obsessed with it because I think I, I... It's like I come to it with the American lens. Like, for example, when you watch something that's set, like, in or around L.A. or New York City or some kind of, like, really recognizable part of the U.S., we kind of infer all these other things of what Mm. it means. Oh, it's set on Long Island. Well, that tells me so much. I know Mm -hmm. so much about that. But mm-hmm. if it's like, oh, here's a crime thriller set in Winnipeg, I'm like, I don't, I don't have that same point of reference, right? And I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to, so like, does this mean something if it's in Winnipeg versus, you know, uh, Toronto, Toronto? You know, no, Toronto, Mary. Toronto is there? A, is there a TR you're fitting in it's, there? It's again, yes, Toronto? you do not want. It's not Toronto. It's Toronto. Okay. Well, there you Toronto. go. Toronto. <laughs> You know, I, I learned I learned that from from a Canadian. So. Yeah, I am in. I am not going to sit here in my New York zip code and act as any authority for the next however many episodes on anything Canadian. Right. No, of course. But you are a Canuckophile. So as oh, I fucking I. like we love lo- we love Canadians. Yes yes, yes. yes. My goal is maybe not to move to Canada because, you know, I don't like the cold, but I would marry a Canadian. I mm, would. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like. You know, whenever I go I love Alanis. Scruff, I, love I love Alanis. Alanis. When I go on Scruff and they show me the global view and I see guys in Toronto, I'm like, what is with the guys in Toronto? Toronto. Jesus. <laughs> well, I'm like from New York, so I say Toronto. <laughs> Toronto. Apparently, um, it's, the, it's the second T that you really have to avoid. Toronto. I, oh, I see that. I see that. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Toronto. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll get there. I'll get there. I'm, you know, I'm in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. I'm working my way across the border. <laughs> You're not in the UP, eh? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a youper. <laughs> youper. Um, Mary, so, uh, okay, but yeah, back to this kind of, like, American lens. We we just should call it out, like, we know. We, we're, we're looking at it from that way. And, and I will say, I watched this episode 
with that lens and I, I had to be aware of it. Like, okay, this is very Canadian in that sense, right? Where it's like, mm -hmm. oh, I see about partway through. I'm like, oh, right. It's Canadian. You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, so this is a small tangent, but it's kind of to the same conclusion as uh, when I lived in Sacramento uh, and I was kind of in this weird funk of my life that was not just about being in Sacramento, uh, but I was uh, trying to make some money you know, and, you know, the corner was just not working. And so I very briefly took on um, writing, writing closed captioning for things like taking on assignments to like write the captions for shows. Sure, that, like, sure. And so paid nothing, took forever, was a fucking pain in the ass. But one of the one of the things I wrote captions for and I don't even remember what it was called, but it was a Canadian TV show that was all set on like the commuter train from like downtown toronto to like the suburbs and like what goes on in the lives of the of the of the commuters and the little dramas on the train and it was <laughs> like it was so profoundly mundane and i was like oh i love it <laughs> i love this there's something about this that like canada gets away with this and no one blinks an eye mm. like i love it i love that you could have a whole show set on a goddamn you know uh <laughs> amtrak like it's um Really incredible. So the point of that being was like the whole time I felt like, oh, this is so Canadian. And it sounds like we're being shady, but like I love when I realize something's Canadian. Yes. Oh, no, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Um, I will say that this episode by the end, uh, besides I felt the judging being completely off uh, okay yeah <laughs> which is you know a little canadian right um because you know it's we're like, gonna I get don't so much hate from above the border like oh what do you mean that's so canadian no, what are we no, wrong no, no, about no 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 like, no no we're swimming Wait, in a Mary, pandemic let me explain. right now <laughs> let me explain Canada, go ahead stop so listen so what that means is i don't understand that aesthetic yet right that's why I think they got it wrong because just like Drag Race UK, I felt this and Drag Race Thailand. It was like, wait, what? I have I had to get used to their lens and what they were going for. Now, uh, it the reason it didn't feel Canadian towards the end is because the judging just got very, very harsh. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, I feel like they almost did it on purpose of like, I bet everyone thinks we're going to just have these nice little maple leaf gloves on and we're not going to be, you're not going to be, you know, anything more than polite to these queens. And like usually Drag Race, the first queen they critique um, once they have like the the tops and bottoms, the first one is usually safe or high. They usually don't start with a low one. That's mm -hmm. just always been the format. It's usually mm. the second one or the third one's a low one just in the sort right. of flow of the episode. This one, they're like right off the bat. Mm, yeah, I'm not feeling this, and that told me like, okay, they're not going to be Canadian about that in that sense. Mm. Like, it's not going to be a compliment, you know, judgment compliment sandwich. Interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like they will evolve, um, but I was surprised. Episode one, they were like, "Oh no, this is basic," and I was like, "Oh god!" And then one of them has a panic attack. Anyway, we'll get into oh. it. Yeah, uh, we will. We will definitely get into it. But uh, overall, you know, Canada is here uh, and I am happy for it. And thank goodness for Jimbo, because Jimbo now is is what I'm going to be excited to tune into. Yeah, that was, you know, 
when when the episode first started, there was a part of me, you know, as we're recording this, we are knee deep in season All Stars five. We just came out of the war and peace that was season twelve. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about Lord of the Rings. It was just I know. Went on for fucking ever. I know. And like I'm I'm there's a part of me that's like, oh, I'd love to think about and talk about something other than an, a season of drag race. And you know, I, I admittedly, the first few queens that came in, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm excited about this. And then Jimbo showed up and it just smoothed it all over for me. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, uh, yeah. And we'll we'll get into it on those entrance, what that entrance was. But uh, Marys, before we go any further, let's tell our Marys what they're listening to. Well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary! Which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm created with this beady, beady little TV show. I'm Johnny, and I'm really happy to see these cheese curds, baby. I've been eating them for years. And I'm Colin, and we are Poutine are back into it to cover Drag Race. Canada's Drag Race, not Drag Race Canada. That's Canada's right. Yes. Drag race. Canada's Drag Race. Put Absolutely. her first, folks. Put her yes. first. Yes. Um, Put her first. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here we are. Uh, now, of course, just to kind of give a, a bit of context, uh, we are, of course, releasing uh, you know, a bit of a, a preview to all of our Marys, you know, of you know when this comes out. But this is uh, being released for our Matreons right after the episode first aired of Canada's Drag Race. Um, and so, if you're a Matreon, that's when you're potentially listening to this uh but you may be listening to this episode sometime later down the line when we've re-released the episode to everybody while we take a bit of a break from live episodes so if some of this feels not current that's why (laughs) oh mary it's fine we're gonna talk about this episode and these queens and you know we're gonna get our our goose down on even though you know i'm not really down with the goose downs. Uh, goose down boots. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. And you know, it uh that's that's a whole other topic. Um yeah. but you know, we're gonna we're gonna bundle up and head on up to Canada uh yeah. for a little while. Um I was actually very surprised to see twelve queens instead of the usual ten on these opening seasons. So we got a little ride to go and and we'll see how it how how it all unfolds. I know who I'm rooting for. So yeah, I uh, when I saw it was twelve, I was like, "Oh, okay, so we're we're doing like a full season." All right, all right, uh, <laughs> all right, great. all right. Uh, but you know, I think that uh, I I think about Drag Race Thailand, and I think about because it's you know a, a similar reference point. And the first episode always feels the same. It always feels like there's a lot of queens in the room. It always feels like, oh, I'm confusing a couple or I can't remember their names or, you know, what was her entrance look and all of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's sort of trusting, especially like season two of Drag Race Thailand. There's like 15 queens. And it was always having to just like go for the ride of like eventually you're going to settle in. You're going to recognize them. You're going to find your favorites. And if if this first episode is any good omen, I, I came out of already the first episode with queens I'm excited by. And not just Jimbo, of course, but Jimbo, certainly. Jimbo, certainly. Well, let's get in the episode. Before we do, we're going to take a quick little break. All right, Mary, let's get into this. So I feel like we could talk about the queens first before we talk about the judges. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's start with the queens and then we'll work our way down. Um, so I, you know, it's interesting. I... 
I guess I wasn't prepared for it, but we've talked about this on multiple episodes before. I'm not here for queens that come in and they're like, oh, I'm a fucking bitch. I'm just a bitch. It's what I'm good at. I'm like, you know what? I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that's, um, <clears throat> that's not my brand. And excuse me, uh, is the, and uh, part of me wonders is like, oh, is this also like, oh, you're not going to get a bunch of miscongenialities at Canada's Drag Race. Like, is this an intentional edit to like have her say that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, at, uh, you also see her later, uh, you know, describing to spirit and, uh, you know, talking about kind of what her platform is being indigenous and, and actually being very kind of down to earth and cool in the mirror. And yeah. you're like, well then what was that whole introduction of her being a fucking bitch? And she's just a bitch. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. She came in and she's like, Oh, do you have a real social media following? I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, it was definitely. This is alone of early, by the way. Alone of early. Alone of early. Yeah, I. Uh, hopefully, she won't be leaving early. Uh, but. <laughs> but I. Whoa. I had that same reaction where it was like at first I was like, oh, I'm not gonna like you, and then when we kind of got to social justice corner later on, and she talked about uh, all of that, I was like, oh, actually, I like you a lot. I think you're kind of great. Okay. Yeah, I. I. I do appreciate her and. But the other problem, I was like, oh, I would have put her in the bottom, Mary. I mean, oh. her look was her. She 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 put on fringe on this bodysuit and, you know, she had these little pasties and it was very, you know, she was like, oh, I'm crawling out of the grave with spiders crawling over my pasties. And I was like, I, I there wasn't much to this look. I really would have put her in the bottom. Yeah, I I was surprised that she was safe i felt like the fact that she had dirt on her hands was the only indication mm -hmm. that she was referring to her box uh mm -hmm. otherwise yeah it just looked like a jersey dress with some pasties and some fringe what are you doing out here in a jersey dress with some pasties and fringe yeah and no belt I was, <laughs> no belt yeah i was like girl this was i mean go on give us nothing right <laughs> right yeah yeah go on girl give us nothing yeah uh, <laughs> exactly so, so that was a little disappointing um for alona verley but at the same time i didn't get like the best experience of her at the start she gave a bad impression with this i'm just a bitch it's what i'm good at so that tells me maybe the editors are setting up a story of like don't get too attached to this queen that's what i'm wondering because it was of choice for them to edit her like that yeah certainly i mean it's that's uh it it's interesting the first episode to try to pick up those notes of like oh who feels like we're in for a, a long journey and who feels like mm. okay this is a, a short story like i mean to be honest i usually don't call it so early but i knew from juice box's entrance i was like okay don't get too attached Really? Yeah, I just, there was this feeling I had because like once all the queens were in the room, I think because some of them I was like, oh, I, I like you. I really, I hope I get to see more of you. It made it, e what made that easier was to think about, okay, who do I think might go home? Who should I not get attached to? And I just felt like there was something about her that was from getting stuck on her tights to falling down. Mm. Like once I saw the runway, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I think, I think I see what's going on here. Yeah, the runway was tough. The runway was tough. But I, you know, I loved her energy in the interviews. Like, totally. I loved that. I was getting Cheryl Hole with the backwards hat. I was like, mm -hmm. I kind of love how kind of 
goosey this Canadian goose is. I was just like, all yeah. right. Um, you know, she had that line, I'm very sensual, I like to whip my hair around. I'm like, well, that's everybody's fantasy. That's kind of beautiful. Right. Um, and I also like the idea of calling a queen juice. Like, that was something cute about that. Yeah, juice box. I was like, is there a Pandora relationship? <laughs> Pandora is just in Rochester. I mean, I was you like, know. you know, serve me up some Capri Sun. I was like, Absolutely. girl, you know, give me give some me the sips, little... <laughs> you know, give me some sips. Give me some sips, you know, pierce her with that straw. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, maybe an ecto cooler. I'm not mad at that. You know, I will say this. It, it, it made sense with her name that she went home first because those juice boxes never lasted very long. No, they don't. No. And and they can sometimes get a little crumbled, you know, when you're, you're holding mm. it too long and the cardboard starts to break down. Like, yeah. I got to finish this juice. Yeah. And or they get warm in the car. Oh, yeah. they get so. Oh, my God. They get hot in the car. Or, oh, my mm. God. God help you if you go to the beach. God help you. Oh, no. <laughs> don't bring a juice box to the beach. Absolutely no. not. <laughs> Do not bring a juice box to the beach. <laughs> you heard it here on All Right, Mary. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Put it on a tote bag. Do not bring a juice box to the beach. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, juice box. So her look, yeah, when it came down, Mary, it was like, oh, 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 you just cut it. And you just cut it. <laughs> you did what I would have done. You just cut it and you didn't think it would curl. Yeah, I was expecting Scarlet Bobo to come down in something kind of crazy and looking like you couldn't sew, but it was mm-hmm. juice box. I mean, it was cute and it fit the theme, which I think was fine. Um, I was excited by her storyline that I thought was being set up, that she was going to mm-hmm. be talking more about sobriety. But, mm-hmm. you know, they sent her right on home. Um, but. Man, do I have thoughts about her lip sync. So, we're going to put a we're, we're going to we're, we're going to put a straw in juice box and mm-hmm. talk about her in a second. Put um, her on ice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Canadian ice. Um, yeah. you know, the 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 queen that I was like, "Oh, I didn't get anything from you." When she walked in, which I think was the editor's fault, was Kiara. Same, honestly, before we recorded, I was like, "I don't remember anything about Kiara." I had to go oh. back. I couldn't remember her entrance look. I like just I couldn't place her. Like she and you know, sometimes like I remember when season 12 started and I feel like Jada didn't really read for me. So like mm. sometimes that happens too. Like the a front runner is kind of a like I remember when I first season 3 of Drag Race was the first season I ever saw and I remember the drama from the first episode was India Farah and Phoenix with the same look and I thought, "Ooh, <laughs> We're in for it this season, guys. <laughs> you know what is it, prison gal? What is prison, it? honey? You know, prison. Honey. I thought, well, get get comfy. But so you never know that what happens in the first episode is. I feel like a lot of times that's just kind of like a a, a short plot, you know, versus oh oh a long, oh a long game, you know. Agreed. And if if her runway is saying anything, she should have been in the top, Mary. This scarecrow look, I was like, how. How did she not? How did they not want to talk to her after this? At the very I least, to talk it. to her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like, this should have definitely been a top look. I love that she came out and she said, "Baba Duke, bitch." I was like, work. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and I didn't. I I thought it was. I think it was one of those looks where like, well, I kind of need to just like see you stand there so I can look at it because mm. I I think it was one of those looks that um, as it was moving, I was like, I don't really know where to look or what should I be focusing on, and um, mm-hmm. you needed a, you needed to get a chance to just like you know she needed to pull a scarecrow and just mm. stay in place. Yeah, she was a <laughs> scarecrow. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. If she goes home, I, you know, I would have. If she had gone home, I would have said, you know, scarecrow, I was going to miss you the most of all. Oh um, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. very funny. I'll share some with her. It's very it's funny. Like, yes, yeah. it's very funny. It's, it's very, very funny. funny. Yeah. Um, I got good energy from Priyanka this whole episode. Same. I really, I love the like used to be like a children's show host mm. vibe. There was something about <sighs> her. That like she could have been annoying or she could have been extra, but I was like, no, you're just you're just kind of like, there's goose, there's goose there, yeah, there's real goose. Yeah, there's um, real goose. I kind of want her to be a narrator, but they weren't giving me mm-hmm. enough of her this episode. Yeah. So that also, I'm kind of like, maybe she has more to go. Hopefully. I think. I mean, yeah. Th- again, it's so first in, for, first yeah. in, yeah, first in. That often means something. Uh, yeah, I liked her. I like. I just. I was like, yeah, I want to see more of you. Absolutely. And you know, her runway look, nothing to really write home about. No, no. I yeah. I would say uh, throw Safe. it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was. It was like there was an itch. I itch. I couldn't scratch. You know what right, I mean? Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It didn't quite pinch my interest, but you know, <laughs> I don't want to be a crab about it, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah i was just like crawling into yeah. something and i yeah i couldn't get it uh yeah yeah, I, yeah it was uh it was uh too soft of a shell if you will lobster i hardly know her oh god okay you're better <laughs> you're winning <laughs> no i mean there, this is nothing to be proud of <laughs> Well, the seaweed is always greener. You know what I mean, Mary? Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, well, um, I, I didn't want to kelp you too much with this, but uh, I thought you could do it on your own eventually. <laughs> if I were to make any animated gift from this episode, it would be her leaving the runway. When she just oh. does this crab walk away, oh, I was kind of like, yes. oh, that was fabulous. That, I think, uh, puts more points in uh, for her. I was like, oh, you did a crab walk. I love a crab walk. Yeah, but otherwise it was not tickle good. No, no, it was uh, sort of a, a bottom feeder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I cast a wide net, so I would have kept her safe. Mm, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, I just... Uh... I didn't like it. I didn't respond to it. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. There it is. There it is. Yeah, I didn't respond I didn't, to I it. I didn't respond Thank you, Mary. to it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't respond to it. I am literally always going to say that going forward about Shakily's looks that I don't oh, like. I love it. Yeah, I love that. Oh, it was so fabulous. Um, so Anastasia, first of all, that name work. Uh, that name, but also like, okay, well, you are committed to being called Anastasia and having to correct people. But mm-hmm, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, she, uh, she is. When she walked in, I was like, okay, pageant. This is okay. We mm-hmm. don't have a bad taste in our mouth now from pageant queens because we know that they can be a part of a competition. They can also up the drama. And it doesn't mean that they're not going to be funny. I have to say, Mary, her, her, when she walked down the runway at first, I was like, huh, okay, she's wearing a bathing suit and there's a coat. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, wait, she fucking made that coat. 
Yeah, she made that coat, and it was not quilted from the start. It's not like she just took. No, you know, I know, I know. She, I don't know how she did it. I don't know what she stuffed it with. It was, you know, it was such a bizarre look. I mean, all of these looks. When I was watching this mm-hmm. runway, I was like, I have no idea how to feel. Like most of them, I was like, I. I'm going to need the judges to decide because I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about this. Yeah. Uh, You know, I think the problem with it was there was this theme was, you know, Oh Canada. Right. mm -hmm. And I think the boxes were themed, yeah, but the looks weren't, they didn't necessarily have to reflect that part of Canada, or at least that's what I got. And maybe it's because I, again, I'm American and I don't get the reference, but like, I think the materials were themed and that's all. And so that's why we were kind of like, all right, what am I looking at here? And we had to know more about the boxes and we yeah. didn't. And I think if you compare it to the season six uh, episode, the first episode when half the queens had to do the same thing with the boxes um, and it was all like TV show themed, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like, they were Duck Dynasty. In... Duck Dynasty. Oh, I don't That's want to. That's the Duck first Dynasty. one I thought of. It yeah. was uh, uh, April's Duck Dynasty. Was it? Am I fluent enough in Duck Dynasty to know if it was giving me Duck Dynasty realness? No. But was it a great runway? Absolutely. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I think they could be pretty derivative. Right. Right. I, but I think that was a, that to me that was the problem with the overall impact of this runway where it was Mm -hmm. like uh i mean like because jimbo's look it's like i don't know what jimbo was supposed to be referencing but it was fucking phenomenal you know right right that seemed sort of like a general pride themed here's everything's rainbows and i thought okay well that's like that's easy um well actually that's potentially disastrous but she made it look incredible but in terms of like you have a lot of like wiggle room and how you want to interpret that Mm -hmm. yeah whereas i think like scarlet bobo it's like Ultimately, it, it it makes sense to tie it back to looking like, you know, something stampede related. What was interesting about Scarlet Bobo, like, because we heard in the workroom, like, oh, I can't sew. And I'm like, oh, here we go. I know. And yeah. then she comes out and like, granted, it was it was a mess, but it was creative oh. and it had pieces and parts. And, you know, it's like, sorry, not sorry. She she did it. She did it and it looked complex and it was Pandora Box meets Magnolia Crawford. And I was kind of like, all right, well, you succeeded. There you go. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it, it all of this does kind of have that season one, episode one feeling, mm-hmm. of, especially when it's a design challenge where, mm. I mean, you go back to like season one, episode one of Drag Race. And I mean, obviously, if you look at Boa's look, you might think you're watching season one, episode one of Drag Race. Um <laughs> Like, that's not pork chop? Oh, I better put these glasses back on. Uh, oh. Put these back on. Woo! But <laughs> there is that. There is also that charm of, like, I, I'm going to use that word. I loved the craftiness of all this because it, it moved us all yes. the way away from the fashion runway. Yes. Oh, God, and- I, I love that. I so I didn't it. really care if the looks looked fashion forward. I, what I cared about was these queens made these looks. Yeah, I cared that they made them and how they fucking sold them, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. why I kind of agreed that Kine, even though it was like, you know, well-made, uh, the, the suit itself, Kine's yeah. diva, uh, the disco diva, it was well-made, but she didn't really sell it. And I was kind of like, I don't know who you are. Yeah, well, you know, I was so glad that Brooklyn pointed out the walk because I was like, is anyone going to clock how 
uh, mm. like the, the butt plugs coming out, <laughs> it's coming out or it's just already, it's not coming out, you know, one or the other. Yeah, right, right, right. The um, bottom waddle. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it just, it seemed like she was fighting Pre- against a flared base. Yeah. Yeah. And she just did a, a, a porno called. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Canada's I Drag Race. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Prison bitch, eh? <laughs> yeah. Gold um, members. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. A total ball bottom. <laughs> uh, what is that? Uh, oh, um, a gold ball gag. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Her. Uh, that's that's all I got. Actually, that's those are all the puns I have for her. Um, I will say though that I. I uh, just based on things I responded to, I know that they had talked about how she she's kind of known for teaching queens how to style their wigs, and that's kind of, you know she's that that's what she's known for. She's got expertise in, but the Teresa Guadice hairline was real. Oh, like, yeah, we went straight <laughs> to like you know whatever part of New Jersey they all live in from Canada with that hairline. Oh God! Oh, you know it's. I will say this: what what is saving kind for me and i know that we're not supposed to root for the villain like i get it like it always bites us in the ass but like when she went back there and was over the top outraged with she's top yes they loved her like we're living in a world where boa beat me i was like oh this acting this acting is phenomenal it's so telenovela it is so fabulous right so i was i was loving it all yeah i mean it was i would not say that it felt organic but i feel like it was i mean i feel like it was i don't know uh it was a little much but at the same time it was like well i mean this is what they're here to do uh and she may be going home today so she better you know uh make a character of herself real quick you know so like I definitely was in the camp of like, uh, whoa, that's um, really went from zero to 60. But at the same time, it's like, well, it's drag race. Like, that's, you know, that's what happens here. Yeah. Yeah. You got to give it to her, Biella. You got to give it yeah. to her. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens next week. I, you know, if if she if she's humbled and she kind of comes back down to earth or if this is our quote unquote villain, mm. you know, I I resist the villain edit, I guess, because I just I, I the reason being because You're I feel it. like. Yeah. Those in real life outside the show, those contestants just get shit on by so mm-hmm. many awful people on social media that like when you can see that underside of the iceberg, it's like, ugh, this not it's not as fun anymore, you know? Yeah, definitely not. I mean, and granted, it was against Boa and I loved her when she walked in. Yeah, I um I I really liked Boa. I was prepared to maybe be No, I was not prepared to like her as much as I did. Like, I think, and it was very quickly that I realized, like, when she started saying in her talking head about, like, you know, uh, death drops and, you know, backflips and and whatnot, she's like, I do none of those. And I thought, okay, all right, okay, then I like you. Then this is great. Like, you're not bragging. You're making fun of yourself. You're dressed as a cow. I think we're going to get along just fine. Yeah, there was this, uh, you kind of got first off queens from her like you kind of mm-hmm. got the mm-hmm. idea that she might be a violencia exclamation point where it's like oh, oh the queens yes. the queens are surprised mm-hmm. to see her 
you know, she's she's too campy for this aesthetic. But I'm kind of like, not like other queens. Work, girl. Keep her. Keep yeah. her in this competition. I didn't think that she should be in the top. Um, and that's no shade, but like it was a corset with, you know, fabric and things glued to it. And I was like, all right. But, you know, granted, I don't know how much work went into the, the corset. So uh, I'll give it to her. Yeah, I I was surprised that she to me this was an example of she sold the Garmin, she sold her personality, she's you know, she's giving them good TV, she's giving like this is the kind of queen that it it's funny, it reminds me of Bag of Chips. This is the kind of queen that you want to keep on the show almost regardless of her runways because she contributes so much to the reality TV side of things. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it, I, uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I feel like it's helped by Kine being so mean to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that. Would, that's, you know, uh, you could say the same for season five with Jinx and Roxy, you know? It's mm-hmm. like that's, that part of what can propel a queen is, you know, being the underdog or being rooted against. Right, right. Uh, yeah, she, well, we'll see how she goes. We'll see how she goes. I have high hope for her because I do... I do love a potato queen, if you will. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love, you know, I love a potato jacket. I love a baked potato. We've talked about that mm-hmm. at some point. And I'm Sweet here potato, for potato. Sweet potato. French fries. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Waffle fries. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I, I'm not even mad at a scalloped situation, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, what, what, what do they call those things where it's like a butterfly potato, where it's just like a potato that's just like been... Do you know what oh, I'm talking about? Yes, I think it's um well, I know that there's something called Hasselback potatoes, which I think involves a lot of intricate slicing. Um, Interesting. Okay. I don't know if that's related to Elizabeth Hasselback, but <laughs> I don't know Hasselbeck. if she invented that. Yeah. Uh no, she didn't. She was on Survivor and then she was on The View and that was Is that it. how she got famous? She was on Survivor and then she I believe that's how so. Yeah. Wow. I believe so. Yeah. It's a good drag name though, Elizabeth Hasselback potatoes. <laughs> Uh, yes. Um, so the other one, I want to save Lemon for when we talk about the, uh, the the lip sync, but I do just a big shout out for Tainomi Banks. Um, when she did the neck, the fucking oh. neck. <laughs> and then started laughing. Like, that's when I fell in love with her. Like, yes. honestly, for me, it's Jimbo and Tainomi right now. Same. Same, Mary. Same. And Tainomi is an adult in the room. She's the oldest one there. Mm-hmm. But when she, and then she said, when, and, she said when I, and I can give you that fucking neck. And then starts <laughs> laughing. I was like, I love you. Yes. Ugh. Like, yes. this is what I need. Someone who's confident but can also laugh at themselves. Like, this yeah. is. Uh, and I, I I, liked her runway. I mean, I. Yeah. It wasn't. I high mean, top. I, high top. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a high top. I mean, I, I think I like seeing flannel on the runway. I love, mm. like, or just like flannel and a look like Monet does a lot of flannel in her looks and it just there's something about it that I guess doesn't seem draggy and so when you drag it up it's kind of like huh oh when she said lumberjane I was like oh that is it and you know what now that I'm thinking about these looks and I have some more time as we're talking about it I guess these looks do kind of like bring something out of Canada culture right like Mm -hmm. A lumberjack, and then you have, you know, the sports, and then it being cold, and, you know, there's gold, I guess, and uh, cows. There's gold in them hills, yeah. Yeah, scarecrow. It's something that I'm realizing, which feels stupid, because Canada's huge, but it's, like, realizing how much of a, like, 
there's a sort of I don't want to say like a Midwest of Canada, but there's so much like farmland and like open land and like mm. fucking Saskatchewan, you know, like mm-hmm. it's not all Toronto, Montreal and Vancouver, obviously. Right. And and I think remembering that it's like, oh, there's such a there's all of that. Like we think of the Midwest or we think of like, you know, I don't know, prairie country in the United States. But it's like, oh, there is a full on version of this in Canada. Like there's a Calgary stampede in the same way that we have similar things in Texas, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely, I mean, educational in that point of remembering like, oh, it's not just, you know, the CN Tower and Pizza Pizza and Queer as Folk. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, and I will say about Tainomi, I, they did not spend enough time on that look. Like, we didn't, we barely got to see it. And I was like, yeah. what is this editing? Why are they, like, I get it. I get it. They're trying to show us what they're going to talk about later. But I, it, like, you have to figure this out. I hope that they do, that they, as the cast gets smaller, maybe, but I'm like, oh, we needed more. We needed mm-hmm. to see more of Tainomi for sure. Just because she's safe doesn't mean that we didn't want to see it. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, uh, again, I, I just, I, I feel like we could probably do an episode where we look back on like the first, let's say like three or two episodes of a season, or even the first episode, and we look at how much the front, or the, how much the winner is featured, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and just get a sense of like, you come into the the season in the first episode thinking you can peg the front runners, but how often are we totally wrong based on what we know from the first episode? You know, often, often, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Or as people are now correcting me, it's often. It's not often. It's often. Oh, oh <laughs> please! Uh, piss on your hat. <laughs> piss on your hat. Oh my god! Uh, like the line of bigger fish we have to fry before getting to that. Yeah, right. Um, Mary, I want to take a little segment here to talk about some things that we maybe were disappointed by or didn't like about the episode. And I'm just going to just going to call out the the shaved body in the room. Um, I was kind of excited for a pit crew to look a little bit more burly. Um, And Uh Uh I we okay. let me just say this. We cannot, as a community, continue to preach body positivity ever as long as we allow or remain complacent about the pit crew having one type of aesthetic. I just, I like, I'm, I'm a little tired of it. And I understand, like, you know, well, they are still attractive and let's celebrate anybody that's attractive. This is no shade to those actors or anybody that has muscles or no hair on their bodies. But it's like, okay, we at, at some point we're going to need to see hairy bodies right mm-hmm. or I, thicker bodies you know yep yep i mean I, I that's what i appreciate about israel on dragula um mm. that's what i appreciated about what's his name sean uh, the the early uh, pit crew member on drag race mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. was not like muscle bound was you know a furry little guy and i felt like was like oh and with the mustache it was such like a oh oh this is it's a it's a it's a gay kind of archetype, but it's different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny. You look at, you know, yeah, early seasons of Drag Race did this. But now the, the it's like we've gone backwards, you know. Uh, I would have loved to see, oh, yeah, like a big, like, hairy bear in the A moose. <laughs> a moose. Oh, yeah. A total moose. A big old horny moose. Yeah, I would have been fine with that. Um, and, you know, I mean, I, what I... I I know Australia's drag race is going to happen, and I think there's going to be a German one. 
come on, Germany. Come on, Australia. <laughs> come on. We'll see. We'll see. Give I, us a waistline, it, you know? I, I know. It, it, mm, I, I, I'm a little pessimistic about it. But anyway, that that's one thing that I was like, ugh. Um, but let's talk about these judges. Um, I, first of all, starting with the positive, like, I love Stacy. Like, love her. Uh, yeah. I, think I like her energy. I love her, you know, um, aunt energy that she's giving. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I am here for it. I love her voice. Well, um, I, l- I love a gravelly voice. I, I yeah. just immediately I'm interested. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so what do you think of this thing that they're pushing that it is our decision and that this is a thruple and mm-hmm. you know you stand before us to lip sync for your life what is what are your thoughts on on this what are they pushing here i i think it's a really interesting choice to have it be a consensus i do think it's like slightly glaring how it's like well it's only the three of us so like alicia cuthbert just like play with her high ponytail <laughs> and wait uh i will get to her in a second and how they utilize the guest but it, it i think it's an interesting model i i wonder if what this will lead to or lend to later in the season is some drama of them disagreeing and we get mm. to have a little bit of like, oh, we need to go to the back and talk. Like, I Ugh. think that's that's how you milk this trope is mm. you have an episode where they vehemently disagree. Similar mm. in kind of in kind to season one of Drag Race when RuPaul had to go off set to decide between Angina and BB. Like, yeah, or, or even um, when they decided to put... Abora, who won the challenge in the bottom mm-hmm. uh, between um, uh, on Dragula, you know, yeah. I, I, it, it's that like, oh, well, we disagree and that's OK. Yeah. And I so I, I I think it's a cool concept just in like it changes things up. But I feel like the fact that they're leaning into it so much tells me, oh, this is going to this is an act one gun for sure. Mm, I hope so. I me hope too. so. Um, and you know what? To be honest with you. I I I I'm gonna be positive about this. Okay. I hope Brooklyn. I hope Brooklyn sits into her throne a little bit better as the season goes on. It seemed a little stodgy. It seemed a little just kind of um, uh, what's the word awkward. It it does it's it does not have like. If it was Bob the Drag Queen, it would be a much more definitely. Um, I mean, that's like the theories people are having, and you know, if this is this might be dated news depending on when you're listening to this, but the theories about RuPaul kind of having a social exodus is, oh, it's eventually going to be Bob hosting Drag Race because he's been hosting the pit stop so many times. I'm like, oh, he's just gotta, <laughs> he's just really good at that. I wouldn't be mad at that, but I think that's a great example of someone who's naturally a, like a good host and harnesses that energy, whereas yes. I think Brooklyn. That was always kind of Brooklyn's thing on season 11, too, was, like, kind of bringing, like, she she wasn't Mrs. Personality, you know? No, she wasn't. And so that's why I'm like, I mean, when she, it was announced, I, I know that people were like, oh, yay, Brooklyn Heights. And I think we forgot, like, well... Is this really going to work? The runner-up from season eleven. I, I, it, I keep saying that because I'm just being, you know, cheeky, shady. Sure. Uh, but I, I don't remember her being totally natural, and and natural, and then being able to bring that to hosting, which is a little unnatural. You know, like I think right. <clears throat> that's what Bob's really good at, and 
you know, when you watch season one of Drag Race, uh, RuPaul is much more subdued and a little more tentative and a little less vibrant than later seasons. And so um, not that I'm expecting a, a similar transformation with Brooklyn, but I think it's uh, it is interesting to kind of see that that pilot quality to this first episode where even the judges are a little like, oh, we all right. Well, like, let's get comfortable. Like, they're not fully comfortable yet, you know? Yeah, maybe it's just the first episode jitters. And I, I you know, I want to, you know, give give the season its its due. Um, I, you know, her accent is adorable. Thought out with your claws out. Uh, I, you yeah, know, she I, really she just let it all she out. Leans She's like, in. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she leans in. And you know what? I I do have to say, I love these judges, but the puns weren't all there yet. Like Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. Love him. Like, you know I love him. I think he's so cute. I want to hang out with him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you could tell that they it just wasn't it wasn't quite there yet. You know, the jokes were just not quite there yet. Yeah, he's he he's totally like makes sense as a guest. But then as like a full on judge, it's like, OK, I, I you know, I, I, I need to see a little more. Um, I keep calling him Jennifer Bowers Chapman in my head. So that's what that's going to be for the rest of the season. Okay. But, you know, and then Stacy, uh, I really like and I feel mm. like she's pretty she's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, and it not may nervous. be and not yeah. nervous. It may be because not only was she on uh, Canada's Next Top Model as a as like a guest a judge. mentor yeah. and judge, but she was also on a show at some point called Canada reads, and I thought, ooh, ooh, shady, ooh, who are they reading? Ooh, girl, the library is open in Canada. And then I went to look at it, and it's literally a show about reading and books, and it's like this yearly thing where like five celebrities will like represent a book and like champion it, and then like eventually one wins. I don't really know how this all works, but it's been going on for years. Oh my goodness! It's like a public act. It's public, like not public access, but like um public funded uh show. But that to me was like the most like adorably Canadian thing was they have a show called Canada reads and it's about reading. Yeah. I mean, it's like reading rainbow, I guess. Like, she... but it's for adults. Like this is like oh, it's a competition. Ad- oh yeah. Oh. No, this isn't a kid's show. This is like adults. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I also yeah. love that. I mean, she has this warmth to her. So yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm kind of here for that. Is that too. Uh, she was a refreshing energy and I'm kind of like, Oh, I love that you're going to be, like one third of this, you know, and yeah. I can always go back to Stacy. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. this is, this is, this feels right. Um, so let's talk about this guest host role. Yeah, boy, this is what a, what an interesting choice. And we'll see how it goes with other guests down the line. But Alicia Cuthbert, which is like, you know, if you can't get Kristen Bell, get Alicia Cuthbert. <laughs> um, uh, and Alicia Cuthbert, I'm like, I'm always not sure I'm saying her name correctly. I'm I like, know. There, there's something in Cuthbert Cuth- can't be Cuthbert, correct. Cuthbert, yeah. But it's it. That's what it is. I think. Um, I like it, but when I see that there are going to be future guests like Tom Green, I wonder how it's going to read when they're <sighs> basically doing the RuPaul uh, part of introducing the episode, the, the guests, and um, and even the runways. Like she announces the runways, right? You mean or maybe just the like I maybe it was just the first one, but I feel like you know like first. You mean the runway? Or, oh, oh! I thought that was, I maybe it was her. Yeah, maybe it was her. 
I don't know who that was. I know RuPaul did a lot of narrating, which I was surprised by. Yeah, but th- this I feel like they're doing this thing where they're giving the guest like a lot more, you know, a lot more to do, except they don't get to choose who goes home. They're not a guest judge as much as they are a guest host. Also, right. You know, right. Yeah. 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 They're really leaning into that. I guess it's also to feature Canada and Canadian actors, which makes sense to me. And it seems like they're vehemently. Is that the right word? Um, uh, vehemently. Ve- vehemently. That they are. Oh, my God. Shoot me. Um, <laughs> often. <laughs> Often vehemently. (laughs) Um, That they are leaning into, as much as possible, getting away from this matriarch model. And that it is not Mm. just one person's show. That maybe next year's Canada's Drag Race isn't going to be Brooklyn Heights. That it's going to be somebody else. That they can easily swap out these judges. So that it is not so dependent upon RuPaul, who is problematic for this brand you know i don't know i'm i'm conspiracy theorist right now but it 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 all seems very interesting that rupaul changes her social media gets off twitter right at the same time on the same day that drag race canada or excuse me canada's drag race airs and it's Mm -hmm. like i understand that she probably has money and stakes in that you know the canada uh, excuse me, the drag race brand and the trademark, but like, you know, her name not being attached to it, like just kind of leaning into this idea of like, we, we are moving away from one person owning this. Yeah. So just on the, on the point of judges, just one thing I want to add that we have not seen on the season yet is that there's going to be uh, a recurring cast member. It's a, a, Canadian personality named Tracy Melker, Melkor. Uh, but she, I don't know her, what all she'll be doing on the show, but she will be re- a recurring cast member with the title Canada's Squirrel Friend. <laughs> so, um, it's, I thought that was not cute. A, it's not a loon, a bring back it's, my loons. <laughs> bring back my loons. Uh, no. Caraboo-boo. Um, yeah. And it's not Amanda Kaczynski as Canada's Squirrel Friend. Uh <laughs> That's right. She's Canadian. Yeah. We got to have her on. We got to have her I know, on. I know. I <laughs> know. So uh, I just thought I would mention that is that there is still another cast member, a recurring cast member we haven't seen, mm. who will have a new function on the show, maybe a sort of Tim Gunn kind of role. Who knows? Oh, good. I didn't want it to be Brooklyn. I was going to say, if Brooklyn was doing walkthroughs, I was going to cringe. Well, I think Brooklyn is because we see oh, next episode no. that oh. she interacts with Kine and Kine's like, well, I forgive you oh, for what you said right. on the runway. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Do I have something on my face? Oh, yeah. I do love that. Well, hopefully Brooklyn will be fine with the work walkthroughs. It just feels weird that now all of a sudden, like literally like a year and a half or so later, or maybe even as close to a year later since they filmed it, but like, yeah, Brooklyn is now running the competition. It, 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 it You know, it's no shade to her. It's not her. It's my lens. It's me seeing her running it now. Anyway, mm-hmm. it just feels, it feels uh, foreign to me. Um, so so this lip sync, Mary, I yeah. got to say, I got to say, I, Juicebox won this lip sync for me. Oh, yeah. No, Juicebox, Juicebox, Juicebox. <laughs> um, watch out, coronavirus. Here comes Juicebox. <laughs> um, Juicebox absolutely won this lip sync. Lemon... Uh, 
and we haven't really talked about lemon much. No, and there's a reason. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, Puck I mean, her up, buttercup. Right, <laughs> right. I was just like, I, this whole thing of, uh, it was just like, of course, oh, you went to Alvin Ailey and you're a dancer. It just, it all just felt like, you know, don't, like, show us, Valerie. Like, don't tell <laughs> us, show us. You know, and so I think I just that that was my feeling with Lemon Stay where I was scene. <laughs> Stay in the scene. Stay in the scene. You decide. And um You show me. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, you know, Mickey in the audience eating chips, waiting for her <laughs> to show me. So especially in the lip sync when she's like, Oh, I'm definitely the best dancer in this room and I was like, Well, when this would be a great time to show us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I felt like Juicebox. I I felt like oh. she she was she oh. was in the song. She was yes. synced up with it. Oh, she, the, as they say, she was in her pussy. I was like, oh, yeah. this is this is so felt in her in in. There was tension, and I and like mm-hmm. I love that of her. And to be honest with you, and I know. I don't know if this is uh, Canadian or if it's just a drag race thing, but like, okay, she did two jump splits and I'm kind of like, we're done with jump splits being the world, right? I want to see you in the song. Mm -hmm. It's like in All-Stars 5 when Ms. Cracker did that jump split and they cut to RuPaul doing the wah face and it's like, don't, don't, don't do that. Come on now. Like, that's still really giving everyone the wah reaction. Like, it's, (laughs) It's just, to me, it feels like it should go the way of taking your wig off during a lip sync and not having another wig underneath, you know? Mm. Like, back in the day, everyone accepted it, but, like, then we came to realize, like, oh, come on. Like... Yeah. Yeah, as as <sighs> Aja says about BB, it's like, you know, what, you, you don't have any roses under there. Keep your wig on, girl. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. And so I think it's sort of the same thing. And, and it's like, lemon... I, I even felt like in her face it just was not as no uh, there, as much as much life. Whereas like juice mm-hmm. box, there was a, yeah yeah she was she was giving me the juice. Yeah. Turn, she was turning she, up the juice and she was she, seeing what shook loose. Oh I know I was so feeling her and you know I I saw on social media that people were like oh it should have been a double save I'm like no well no mm. I don't think it could have been I I just wasn't I don't even think lemon. Just because she did the jump splits, that's to me, that's what it was. Whenever they showed her, her face just wasn't as engaged. And I don't know. I uh, granted, like when she came in the workroom first, like uh, not first, but when she first came in the in the workroom, I was like, all right, she's the best dancer that Drag Race has ever seen. I also thought it was weird that she's like, well, I live in New York City. I'm like, oh god. I know. Um, I just, you know, I she's like. I, I, I felt like Miranda Priestly. I'm like, ugh, groundbreaking. I know. It was very, <laughs> like, I just, I, I felt like, oh, I, I bet you would be mean to me at the Ritz. That's what I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, you'd push past me and order before me, and then you'd yeah. look at me and you'd go, sorry. And right. it's just like, yeah, fuck you. That uh, was I know, the vibe I was yeah, getting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also got um, Chacha Di Gregorio, best dancer at St. Bernadette's with the uh-huh. worst reputation. Yeah, um, I, the worst runway, yeah. And and you know what? I'm going to call myself out. She even says this. She's like, I know when people see me, they judge me. Oh, I know that one. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I kind of do know that one. And yeah. not not that she was poor. She, you know, had to climb up by our bootstraps. But like, 
honestly, when she said, you know, I'm from New York, if you can make it there, then you can make it anywhere. And I'm like, that is the biggest lie that every New Yorker says to make them feel better. Yeah. To justify the rent and living in New York. Yeah. It's that whole, like, I I mean, that's a whole other tangent if you can make it in New York. It's like, well, that's it. There's nothing like there's so few things that you have to do explicitly in New York, you Mm -hmm. know? Right. Like, um, are they only talking about like getting on Broadway? Because it's like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And then you think about all the people who won a Tony and then like now they work at a Joanne Fabrics, Mm -hmm. you know? So, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Not true, you know. Just ask Alice Ripley. You know? I, right, right. I just, I was kind of <laughs> like, oh, you sound so, you sound like so. Uh, I don't want to say young because that's not what it is. It's you just sound uh, tricked. You sound duped. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, exa- like, I think uh, she's one that is either going to wake up warm up and unravel or mm-hmm. like or this is another like contentious person in the room i don't know because i feel like they're kind of setting her up in this first episode to be uh a little annoying or a little off-putting but also like oh maybe you just you need to you need to peel this lemon you know yeah sour <laughs> yeah yeah some sugar to her you know what i mean yeah. i i i yeah i mm, wasn't feeling lemon and i think the reason why is I have to always check myself. It's like, well, Johnny, is this just because you don't like the mean gaze? You know, it's like why I judge Derek Barry. It's like, well, because I know bitches like you and you're mean and I know Mm -hmm. that you're mean and I got arrogance from her. I got mean from her. I got shallow from her. And I'm like, I don't want, I don't want leaders of my community to be like that. I don't. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that was one of the things kind of in general that I was thinking watching this was that kind of a refrain uh, that I feel like we go back to a lot about drag race is like, oh, wow, here's 12 new queer people on TV, you mm-hmm. know, and like just kind of basking and like, oh, yeah, this is just queer people all the time. Like and, and just like kind of luxuriating in that of like, oh, my God, everyone's gay right now. Everyone's not straight. Um, mm. And I think that while I love that, it I yeah, we're asking for not just to see representation on TV. It's like, well, I want to see more than, like, the old Will and Grace argument. <clears throat> I'm glad it's on TV, but I want something more than Will and Jack, you mm-hmm. know? Right, right. There must be more than Will and Jack. And so I yeah. think it's the same thing of, like, there must be more to to the queer people that you bring on TV than, like, bitchy, uh, you know, overly arrogant and confident. Like, those qualities where it's, like, young white. Before. Yeah. Yeah. We've right. seen this before, whether it be on a drag show or otherwise. Like, I want to see a Jimbo, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Yeah, uh, I want to see a Tainomi Banks girl. Yeah, like yeah, like exactly. Someone who's been in, been doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And has a different vibe that isn't just, like, you know, the abrasive bitch who only warms up when she's drunk. Yeah. Right, because we're essentially even... Like, I think of this with... Um, Ariel Versace or uh, Derek Barry or, you know, queens that, you know, maybe aren't very nice, you know, and it's like we're giving them a platform and then we're we're raising their booking fee and we're giving them power, essentially, by putting mm-hmm. them on the show. And mm-hmm. it's like, who knows, you know, who knows what Lemon is 
who Lemon really is, you know, and, and how she treats people. Maybe she is a sweetheart, you know? I don't know. I don't sure. know. Sure. Yeah. I've, you know. Uh... I'm being very judgmental, and I get that, but we're a podcast, and we're judging what we see. Um, so it's just interesting they're giving her this edit. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Well, and a lot of times, I, you know, again, I, I, another thing we kind of go back to often is, like, there is a there's a sort of quiet joy in being wildly wrong at this stage. Like I yeah. I love that we're totally potentially wrong about Lemon, you know? Mm. Um because it just makes this more exciting other than versus like, well, you know, just hitting all the marks I expected. You know what I mean? Like I wanna be surprised. Except I want Jimbo to win and to mm. be honored and recognize the whole season. That's the only surprise <laughs> not asking for is uh, a Jimbo elimination. Mm-hmm. Jimbo, she better do. As yes. They say. yes. Yes. Um, um, you know, Mary, I, I want to say the moment that this, ep- it didn't matter what happened on the episode, that this episode won for me was when Juicebox left the runway and said, Bye, cunts. Oh, it was so good. It was so funny. Uh. It was so funny. It was funny three times that I watched it. Like, mm-hmm. I I was like, wow, she did it. Like, that is, that is brilliant. It's that a great is brilliant. little exit. <laughs> yeah, it was well-timed. She did it, per- like, because, you know, we've seen a queen, you know, bomb, a, bomb an exit line. Mm. And that was... That was really good, and I thought she had a great attitude of like I'm I'm part of the pantheon of queens who went home first, mm-hmm. and yeah. and there I mean I'll, I'll tell you this, I think Gothy did that right. Yeah. I'd rather be the queen who went home first than the queen who went home second. Same, yes. Oh, there's no question. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I could. If you asked me a RuPaul's Drag Race trivia question like that to name the second queen who goes home on the seasons, yeah, I would not be able to do it. Neither, neither Kai. Yeah. Um, so I feel like there's that too, is that we remember the first queen out, but we don't always remember the second queen out. So, mm. or even the third. Mm. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Kawaii, I mean, Rue. So. Oh, God. I, I just heard, I, def- I, just, I, just I heard the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and like RuPaul just like losing her shit. It was like, RuPaul, <laughs> just fuck him already. Like, <laughs> God. But doesn't um, Brooklyn mispronounce it anyway? Uh, oh yeah, I wasn't sure who who was pronouncing it incorrectly, whether it was Brooklyn or um, Santino Rice. Yeah. Oh Santino, oh I see. Mm-hmm. Um, well, anyway, Mary, I I'm excited for Drag Race Canada. I this was kind of a longer episode than I think we needed, but we were getting to know these queens. Um, I you know, and kind of thinking about where this series is going to go, but. Um, I you know I'm happy that it's a different a different box of the same brand you know what I mean yeah oh yeah totally I'm I'm excited for it now that I'm in it and I have the same feeling anytime I start a new TV show is I'm like oh god or even a movie I'm like this is gonna be a commitment and then I get into it I'm like okay all right I'm here I'm here so mm-hmm. I'm you know it it feels good to have queens I'm excited about right away it feels good to kind of have a sense of unpredictability as well because it's not a beat-by-beat recreation of Drag Race, you know, American mm. RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm. Um, it's, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited about it. It's, it's there is a feeling of like, oh, yeah, we still have All-Stars 5 to 2. <laughs> like, I know, I know. I, Snatch Game is tonight, yeah. Yeah, like when, when we start a season, I get so invested in it because we talk about it so much that I for now I'm I'm doing a Mrs. Doubtfire at Bridges right now, you know. Oh, totally. Well, we did that. You know what? It was interesting. We did we did Drag Race Thailand season 2 while we did season 11. 
I um, think so, yeah. And I think Drag Race yeah. UK, maybe Drag Race UK overlap. And Dragula. And Dragula. No. We've had overlaps before for yes. sure. Yeah. yeah, it's happened. Um, yeah. It's okay. It's not going to last for much longer, I don't think, unless something crazy happens on All Stars 5, which I really hope it doesn't. Um, no. <laughs> we'll see how yeah, it goes. Let's just keep that train moving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Marys, if you have any thoughts on Drag Race, Canada's Drag Race, my bad. Um, I'm just going to call it Drag Race. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, God, thank you, Nev Campbell. Thank you, Feruza Falk. Um, if you have any thoughts, you can reach out to us on Twitter at AllRightMary. You can email us at AllRightMaryPodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.AllRightMary.com or tasteofreality.com slash AllRight-Mary. You can find me on Instagram at JohnnyAlso or on Twitter at JohnnyAlso1. And you can, of course, find more of me on In the Details, a celebration of nuance, or Best Supporting Podcast, a celebration of Best Supporting Actresses. And you can find more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And uh, if you're a Matreon, you're already getting more of both of us. But if you're not, you can get more of both of us at patreon.com slash allrightmary, uh, which, you know, you'll get at nuance. Canada's Drag Race, Only Mary's episodes, if you're an Only Mary. It's a shit ton of content, so uh, uh, we love you for it. <laughs> Thanks, Mary. Thank yeah. you. Well, uh, in honor of Scarlet Bobo's pierced tongue, uh, mm. our last chance lip sync this week is a Canadian band called The Beaches, and here is Snake Tongue. Ooh. Come out of your shell, Pearl. Yeah, come out of your dark, shady place. <laughs> that's what Snake's like. I know. <laughs> Snake's life. Oh, is that the sequel to Bug's Life? Yeah, Snake's life. Snake's life. Yeah. Snakes. <laughs> there are no snakes in your bed. Oh, you don't know that movie. Oh, God. No. Okay. Is it snakes uh, on the plane? Is there like a mm, sleeper no. car? No, it's uh, the three men and a little lady. So. Yeah, yeah. I know Fiona Shaw's in it, so oh, she's fabulous in that. Oh yeah. my god, she she makes that movie. All right, there's the chapel. Sorry, okay, I'm done. Marys, we will see you next time. Have a good one.